Wait a minute, Wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play I it hope right. you got in tune. Got he talking bigger business. Big he make a lot of moves. Lot of he talking Scott Katoon. I'm saying Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Katoon, and this is Technori Live from WGM Radio, where Chicago's top tech founders and entrepreneurs come to share their story. We've got a good one for you today on this. I don't want to say bitterly cold. It just feels that way. Uh, I was not ready for this. Uh, but we've got a good show for you. We're going to talk to Michael Gelfman, who is the founder of Dare Mighty Things, which is, a uh, well, Forbes says it's one of the top five conferences in the, in the world or the country or both uh, that you want to know about They're here in Chicago, actually on Friday. He's going to come in and fill us in a little bit about, one, what Dare Mighty Things is, two, how you can get yourself some tickets, three, why he chose me to MC this event. I still have no idea, uh, but I'm hoping to find out. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about, you know, what startup stuff and entrepreneurship and all this stuff. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. There's um, what I like to call fakers and makers. And I want to kind of talk a little bit about that because what better time uh, than talking about the cool stuff that Dare Mighty Things is and the real real makers out there. Let's talk about how you tell the difference between some of the fakers and makers. Uh, we're going to check in with our crazy friend Sean Freilich on the feed to get some news bites for you guys, uh, things you might have missed nationally, locally on the tech news front. Uh, and also... I want to let you guys know, talk a little bit about what we did the best of Technori Week this past week. It was a cool one. We had the Inventables Showcase at Chase Auditorium last Tuesday for all the makers out there. And uh, one of the previous guests on the show, uh, Matthew Luzader from Kelly Dry Warren, actually won a Inventables X-Drive or X-Carvey, uh, which is a 3D carving machine worth, uh, man, it's got to be close to three grand. Anyway, he won this and has decided to donate that to the Montessori School in his neighborhood. So... Kudos to Matt. Uh, all the kids there are going to absolutely go bananas with this thing. I, I'm lucky I still have all my fingers intact. Um, but that wasn't it. The week we talked a little bit about healthcare last week. Uh, Sean filled you guys in on, on what you might have heard about outcome health. I don't think uh, that it's as big a scam or thing, you know scandal uh, as maybe it was made out to be. Uh, so you learn a little bit about that, but it kind of made me think like what else on the positive side is going on in the healthcare tech space. And it led me to interview Ben Alberts uh, from Upfront Health, healthcare, uh, which <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you go to technory.com and listen to the podcast. But one of the funniest things from it was an exchange he and I had referring to my inability to follow up on, well, anything, but particularly medical. And I go to a chiropractor. They tell me, come here every week, every two weeks, we're good. Uh, I'll show up, get my back cracked, and I'll keep coming back. But the minute they stretch it out to a few months, I disappear. Uh, and it turns out this is a big problem because a lot of people do. Uh, if you can't schedule with your physician and doctor uh, or they book you months out, the likelihood of you canceling or no-showing is incredibly high, which honestly is obviously dangerous and unhealthy for you, but it's costing them megabucks. Uh, and healthcare, uh, healthcare startup upfront is working on sort of shortening the leash on this so that if you don't need that doctor and that doctor's expertise in that moment, they can find other ways for you to make sure you get your checkup and you stay on the line to make sure you're not you know, taking you know, risks. But also that the healthcare companies and, and the doctors themselves are not losing tons of money, not caring for people who no-showed them. Uh, so that was interesting. Kyle Swinsky from AM Opportunities is a matter-based startup, just raised a million. In fact, he announced that they just raised a million bucks, 1.1, I believe, actually, uh, on my show. So if you want to hear a little bit more about what they do, how they do it, how he raised a million, why he raised a million, uh, there's some positive things going on in the healthcare space and particularly in Chicago. So I recommend checking out technor.com to, to, to tune into that. Uh, and of course, next week, we're going to have even more companies and startups. Every week, I interview like, it feels like a ton. I don't know, four, 
six, two, I, I don't know, a lot, a lot of startup founders uh, and entrepreneurs and innovators, et cetera. And you guys can listen to all those straight up interviews. And then obviously I've got a podcast on top of that. Uh, that's very similar to this show where you just hear me ramble about things. I'm not sure you want to listen to that, but, uh, but the people that love me, I make them listen to it. So at any rate, that's your choice. But without further ado, we're going to bring Mike, Michael Gelfman in uh, after this, uh, after our, our short commercial break. But as always, we want to hear from you. Uh, call or text us 312-981-7200. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter at Technori, DM me at Katoon. We're going to take a break. But first, let's feed on some of this week's Tech Bites with our friend Sean Freilich. Time for the first cut in Shawnee Boys Hungry. Facebook has a beautiful office on Wacker Drive. Apparently, they're not finished yet. I'm talking three floors, which means 100,000 additional square feet. Sounds powerful to me. This could mean 500 new jobs. Would you rather make money working for Facebook instead of spending countless hours staring at the screen until your eyes bleed? I don't want your eyes to bleed. Working on Wacker seems fancy until you realize your Uber driver doesn't know whether you're on upper or lower Wacker Drive. Come on, first world people, you know my pain. I just heard something that made my ears bleed, folks. Let me get into that. Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos also owns the Washington Post. Bezos wants to cut raises and severance packages to instead switch to a merit system, which sounds to me like they want to turn journalists into dogs. Good boy. Easy for a guy whose company netted $47 billion in profit in 2016, am I right? The unions are righteously angry since WAPO has been making big bucks recently. It's not easy for writers, people. Next time your kid tells you they want to write, give them a hug. This week's Technori shout-out goes to RightPoint. RightPoint helps companies and nonprofits acquire users and then maintain them. It's a difficult task. But if you were smart, you'd listen to my interview with Senior Vice President Design and Strategy, Anamika Lasser, on SoundCloud. I'll see you there, darling. Thank you, Sean. You're always a delight in the morning. Uh, I'm Scott Katoon. You are listening to WGN Radio AM 720. Joining us now, Michael Gelfman, Dare Mighty Things founder. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So in the true, I don't even know if you're a millennial, but I'm just going to go with it. In the true millennial new age of tech, Michael's sitting here as we're prepping. He's like, hey, is there a video for this? And in five, literally 35 seconds, however long that read was, he just propped up a DSLR and just put this thing to work. So, man, I got I to gotta, I gotta give you credit for the hustle here. I, you know, I want to document that this is, this is an important moment. So uh, well, this is your first time bringing this to Chicago. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I can't believe it. Um, it's been a journey. So it's been exciting to connect with the community here. People like you have been helpful. Uh, Eighteen seventy-one. It's just been amazing, and I'm so excited, you know, to do what we're doing, and also to see the response from the Chicago tech community, what they're doing, you know, how they're responding to it. Um, it's just meaningful, and I'm excited for them to actually experience it. So, yeah, no, and we're going to learn a lot more about it. I want to. We're going to talk more specifically about Dear Mighty Things on the second half of the show uh, after the after the news break at, at, at 1.30. Uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit about sort of tech in general and the journey to this point, not about Dear Mighty Things as much as just in general. Um, and it's kind of cool, uh, I guess, behind us out of the window of the Allstate uh, Showcase Studio is the brand new Apple Store, uh, which is kind of cool as we talk about all the growth in Chicago. Um, but here's the thing. So I interview, I mean, at this point, between this show, the podcasts previous stuff, 500, maybe 500 founders, CEOs that I've talked to, and not even including the 300 plus that have been on our stage. So 
I get a pretty good rundown. And, you know, one of the things that I, I talk about all the time with Technori is that we've got to start, you know, we've, we served a great purpose for a long period of time, almost seven years, uh, focusing on driving technology and driving startups and, and providing places for people to meet and greet and, and, and you know, biz dev and, and raise capital and all this cool stuff. But as we grow from a wannabe Silicon Valley to our own hub, I think it's important that we start to maybe change the rah-rah, patch on the butt attitude um, and go towards more of a let's be real and, and, and look at this through the real lens that we are because I think self-actualization uh, and understanding your strengths and playing to them is, is going to be key to success for the next wave. Uh, and the next wave of Chicago technology startups are going to be second and third generation founders, right? Serial entrepreneurs. Um, what I like about Dare Mighty Things and why I was so enthused about, you know, I'm seeing it was it represents those that stood out and said, everyone said no. Everything is against me. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't, I don't have, like, if you were to add up, like, whether I should make it or not, I, I have no chance. But I don't care, and I'm going for it. And what I'm seeing among, and that's cool. That's the best part. That's why we're going to save that for, for last. That's the hook. But the part that I think people fail to recognize is for every one of those, there's nine people who fail because it just didn't work out uh, or because maybe they weren't as serious or as committed or, or whatever. And I, and I always talk about this with my team. I call them fakers and makers. And Dare Mighty Things is about makers. And the thing that I think we have to really start to become a little bit more cautious about both as investors, as well as a community, as well as startup founders is our, our collateral, our time is irreplaceable. And in some cases, our money is irreplaceable. And the, the less time that we spend looking towards what makes a good founder or what makes a, a real opportunity real, I think is, is something we're kind of missing. So I'd love to talk to you a little bit here about what you've seen along the journey to making to getting to this dear mighty things piece like why why did you choose dear mighty things as the thing to celebrate versus say the failures alone do, do, do you know what i'm saying like yeah. i, I want to kind of take a run through sure. like what because you and i both together have seen a, a heck of a lot of of what i you know kind of i don't want to say scammers but like kind of fake fake watch they're not even entrepreneurs they're just sort of fake on that and i and I, I think it's important that we talk about the difference yeah i mean i think it's important to have there's always entry points into entrepreneurship, like getting your kind of feet wet. Yep. And I think to have those sorts of things, it's not a bad thing. There's always going to be people who, you know, kind of hang out and aren't ready to take that first step. And they come to meetups, they, they, they talk about their ideas, they talk about doing things. And, you know, maybe eventually, six months, a year, whatever, they surround themselves with enough people such that they're, you know, they move forward with it. I think being exposed to that can be helpful for people. I think that's um, super important. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't look at that as, as the, I mean, that's a great part of the fabric is you want sure. to create as many opportunities as you can for that. What I, what I look at as I, I look at those who I think fake the success to, you know, they always say the saying fake it till you make it. That yeah. only goes so far. Like at, at a certain sure. point, and this is the part, and it is everywhere. I mean, it's in every business. Like sure. you, you get copycats everywhere. But what I think is important as you grow a community like we have in, Ch in Chicago is we really have to self-police when you start to see people who are, because they, they know, I mean, you know you don't have a service or, or a technology or something that is actually legit and scalable. You're just trying to like keep it rolling because maybe you don't want to get a job. I, I don't know what your reason sure. is. You're taking business away 
from those who are really hustling, trying to do it right. And you're taking attention away from those people that, that literally are one resource. They're one dare mighty thing, dare mighty things contact away from, from teeing it off. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always going to be actors like that wherever, whatever community you go to those people, you know, it'll, that sort of takes care of itself. Well, you You hope, but I mean, sometimes, you know, like sheer size of a group is, you know, like for for you, I mean, it's very important. Like you're not running around marketing dare mighty things to, to just anyone. Yeah. You're picking people who you think is going to add value to the event on both sides. And that's the key. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't really speak for other people, you know, Oh, go ahead. We're on a radio. You can speak for anyone you want. (laughs) (laughs) You can say anything you want. No, no, no. I mean, that's a tough position to, you know, kind of argue for or against. Um, You know, I just think that people, I always, you know, there's always those kind of people on the peripheral and the people who are, aren't really doing anything. And it's just, that problem will take care of itself. Eventually it's not like, it's not things you can't stop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, for sure. So if you're an outside, so for, for people coming to dear mighty things, in your experience and in mine, what would be one piece of advice to how you notice whether this person's a mover or a shaker? Like how, what, what do you, when you walk into something like Dare Mighty Things, what are you looking for? Like what are the people, what, what does a person you want to talk to look like? I don't mean physically actually. Yeah. I mean, to me, the ideal like kind of individual is number one, it's a sense of curiosity. If they're curious about the world we live in and why, you know, how these amazing things happened, it really starts with curiosity. That's what it starts with. Because if you're curious, you follow that curiosity. And that's what I've realized over and over as I've studied some of these incredible speakers that we've had and had in the past is that they have things where they just keep following that to the end, to the end degree. They continue to follow the, the curiosity and, you know, it turns into something something amazing sometimes you could have never predicted what that thing could have turned into and i think that's just really goes segues into entrepreneurship any idea what it becomes isn't always what you started out with. yeah it rarely is that you know? and so we're, we're gonna we're gonna pick up literally right there and talk about why dear mighty things is different from the rest after we take this break uh so we're gonna take a quick break here and we'll be back with you Wait a minute, Wait turn, a minute. On the radio. turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it's it though. Play I it hope you right. got in tune. Got he in talking tune. bigger business. Big he business. make a lot of moves. Lot of moves. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I am your host, Scott Katoon, and you are listening to my version of Technori live here from the Allstate Radio uh, Radio Showcase uh, at WGN Radio. This is where Chicago's top tech founders and entrepreneurs come to share their story. But today, we've got someone in from Kansas City. Uh, th- is that where you, Michael Golfman? is yeah. that where you're from, Kansas City? I'm, I'm from Kansas City. And uh, it's, you know, another really cool startup community. Yeah, it's I've been really, really, really impressed with what Chicago has, though. It's been incredible to see just the density and people coming together, the venture capital firms and all of the startups that are actually generating revenue. Yeah, we have know. a different breed. I feel like we do things a little different. Yeah. But I mean, Kansas City's not far off from the way that we were built. I mean, Tech Tech Week went to Kansas City and I think it was. Uh, Amanda Signorelli is a CEO. She's been on the show. She she talked about how that was maybe one of their best tech weeks they ever did was Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's an engaged community. It's it's growing. It's it's new to this you know kind of startup ecosystem, and you're starting to 
introduce it and introduce people to the idea of entrepreneurship. This is Chicago's a little bit more mature in terms of like where the progress is and the conversations are in terms of like there it's early stage and very, there's a lot of good people doing good stuff. But um, I, what I see here is it's obviously that's what happens when you have five X, seven X yeah. people. Like, well, I, I tell you like, like that, but you know, one of the things I used to kind of measure where we are is if you go to another city and you're like, Hey, where would I go to find the startup incubator or something like that? And they're like, I don't even know what the words you're coming. Like that's not words I know. And in Chicago, you can go to Naperville and be like, oh, you know, have you heard of the startup community? Like, oh, yeah, 1871. Like, they, they know it. So it's like we're getting to a point now where if you're outside of this inner Chicago area, you know of it and know where to go to find it. So, whereas Silicon Valley is a – the entire thing is all tech. So our goal is maybe to try to get to a point where t- tech touches everyone in the in the Chicagoland community. And so if I'm Kansas City, I'm thinking the next phase is that everyone knows about where to go there and then sure. so on and so forth. The reason I'm sitting here talking to you for all those who are just tuning in is Michael Gelfman is the uh, founder of Dear Mighty Things, which is a conference that is hosted next Friday. I'm actually the MC of it, so that's another reason why I'm sitting here. Uh, but I want Mike to kind of talk a little bit about why he's chosen to take this on, what it is what you need to know about how to get there, uh, and also why he chose Chicago. So uh, with that, Michael, I'm going to hand it over to you to, to kind of talk about, first and foremost, where people can go to actually join this awesome conference. Yeah, so daremightythings.co. Daremightythings.co is the website. You can register. We've actually gone to um, sold out of our early bird and regular price. We're now at uh, the last chance pricing, which is five ninety nine. However, if you use Technori, as a partner code within the next 24 hours, you can save a hundred dollars. So it'd go back to the normal price for you four ninety nine. Um, this conference exists because of a community that I started in Kansas city. Um, it started as meetups and stuff like that, uh, happy hours and stuff like that. Um, then it grew to 13,000 members, one of the largest tech communities in the nation. Um, and you know, that gave us the foundation to create amazing things. This conference was one of them. So this will be the sixth year of the conference. Um, the first year in Chicago. And so, um, you know, it's been in Inc. and Forbes. It's It was one of Inc.'s eight top tech conferences you can't miss. And, um, you know, it's to bring people together around this idea of never giving up, persistence, belief, creating amazing things that change the world. Because, you know, when you think about Dare Mighty Things, the purpose is, you know, um, like the Wright brothers and people sending humans to the moon, those things happen because people dare mighty things because they believed that things were possible and they just kept going and never gave up. That's what it takes. And so when you think much bigger about the world and the possibilities, whether it's the Mars Rover sending humans to the moon, when you think about those things, it gives you the inspiration and the capacity to think about what you're working on. You know, Oh wow, this website's so hard. I can't, you know, can't build this website or can't build this mobile app or this startup, but you're like, they sent a two-ton rover to Mars. I can do anything. So when you put those things in perspective and you learn lessons of the other people who have created these incredible things, I think it gives you kind of a lift. And that's the purpose of it, to inspire people, to show people what's possible through the stories of these people who have never given up. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, And to put on my kind of startup advisor cap slash investor cap, when I talk to startup companies and this happens pretty frequently. In addition to the interviewing, we actually I work with a ton of startup companies on on how they're going to help raise capital, how they're going to do a lot of things. Uh, and frequently they come walking to the office out of just randomly to knock on the window because they see me playing a video game or something like, hey, let me disrupt you. Uh, and they ask some questions about what they're doing. How can we go further? And 
inevitably the thing that comes to me and I end up saying is, are you thinking big enough? Because, and I'm definitely guilty of this myself. Like one of the things that I, I would say was a mistake and has been a struggle for me, even with technology was every time I started thinking about money, like it became about money. I, this is a quote that I, I tell people fairly frequently. The day that I started thinking about money was the day that stopped becoming fun. It stops being fun and you stop getting creative because you start grinding gears on how do I squeeze money out of this? And, and what you need to do is think bigger. If you create something cool and it's, and it changes people's lives and you become an, an asset to them, the money will come. The investors will come. I, I mean, it's, it's almost, I'm laughing because it's just exactly the way that like I think as well. It's almost like me talking when you're saying this stuff because it's the same experience that I've had. You know, when you chase those things, you're chasing the wrong things. You know, that's one thing that Howard Tolman said when I first got to town, I interviewed him and he's like, if you just focus on making an impact, like you're going to make, you're going to go a lot further than if you focus on those, the money and stuff. And that's what I'm focused on. I don't like, all I want is a chance to inspire people and that's what we're going to do. And so if I just focus on that, all of that other stuff comes I'm not in this for the money. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously you have to make a living and stuff like that, but, but I want to inspire people. I want people to, I want to take people on a journey. They'll never forget through the, through the stories of these people. It's a journey for the mind to show them what's possible. That's all I care about. I want to inspire people and I want them to always remember this conference. We've had a lot of that success. You know, some of these speakers, they've spoken to the world's most elite conferences and they said that, you know, they still remember this four years later founder of Reddit, um, you know, founder of Oblong, they're like, this is one of the best tech conferences I've ever spoken at. And so for me, that's a measure because they speak at hundreds of events and also attendees, they love it too. And so I just, that's all I want is that impact to, for people to create this memorable experience that people won't forget to inspire them, to give them this larger vision. That's all that matters. I, I totally agree. And, and just so we're clear, I know that like this is always one of these skeptical things, especially in Chicago, because one of the reasons our startups are different is the fact that we're very revenue focused, right? It's very profit focused. People listening might be like, oh, my God, here we go again. It's not about the money. It's about that. You know, it's like there's a, a big differentiation I think needs to be made here and understood. Do I want to make money and grow value for my investors? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Do I want to live without a paycheck? No. I mean, you don't, you don't work a hundred hours a week for nothing. You know, I want money, but what my point is, and the same point you've made is like, if you make it about the money, you're not going to have the energy and the creativity and all things because you're not helping people. You're just trying to like, you know, for lack of a better word, squeeze money out of people. And that's not creating wealth and creating wealth is about creating opportunity. But that said, we are in, when it comes to the money part, you know, Howard Tolman, I've talked to him. He was the first guest I had when I got this show. And we talked about uh, all the things you just talked about and how, you, you know, make it about making an impact. As an investor and a person looking for opportunities for businesses and otherwise, I would tell you, make sure that you're looking for, if you're going to solve a problem, solve a problem that's a real problem. Look for opportunities. Look for markets that need improvement. Look for places that you and your creativity and your brilliance can change and, and make things better. Make your effort, your work, your emotion about change and impact and solution. And if you're successful and you found a market that's valuable, you're going to make money. And if you make money, everyone you took on your journey is going to make money. And we're all happy. I mean, yeah. Period. No, Put that for, on a meme. No, for sure. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's hard to follow that up because that's exactly what I say. If you, you know, if you chase those things, you're chasing the wrong things. 
And that's where it comes into, that's why it's so important to, to do something that you're passionate about. Because when it comes to success, it's about two things, persistence and belief. And if you believe in what you're doing, that's the thing that carries you through when all of those hardships come through as being an entrepreneur. Because believe me, there's tons of them every single day. It's like getting punched in the face. But if you believe in what you're doing, you will handle those hits. The pain doesn't feel quite as bad. No, exactly. Absolutely. If you're, if you're passionate about it, you become, it's, you're numb to, you, you expect it. You just keep going through that pain. I always no tell you what. it's an obsession. Like at this point, I mean, the amount of struggles I've had, it's like, yes. why don't you quit? I just can't. I don't I, no, I'm I like, know. I'm on a mission, man. I don't, I why, why don't you quit? Do you quit yes. when you're trying to beat no. Super Mario Brothers? No. You, you hit pause, <laughs> you go eat some burritos, and you come back and keep playing. Uh, I mean, it's just, I agree. That's what I tell people is like, a lot of people are like, oh, should I be an entrepreneur? And I'm like, look, not everybody can. The thing is, is like, I don't have a choice in this. I'm guided by something else. There's some, it's like a tractor beam or something. I yeah. can't, you explain can't explain it, it, but you're there. But it's like, I'm driven by this thing. And it's like, I just have to keep following and see where it goes. And like, all, like I said, when we bring people together, it's just an amazing thing. And that's, that's all I want. And people so, are going to come to this event. And what's the one thing? I mean, there's a bunch of things. But what's the one thing you want to make sure everyone knows? And then I want you to re, retell everyone where to go to get these tickets. And then we got to take a break. What's okay. that one thing everyone who comes to this event is going to absolutely leave with? Uh, the, these people started somewhere that they didn't create the Mars rover, their first iPhone, just magically. They, they worked for years overcame struggles, make, made tons of mistakes, the same mistakes that you would make in your own ideas. That's what happens. They can, and, but you can go to daremightythings.co, uh, use promo code TECHNORI to save $100 off the uh, last chance ticket price. And um, you know we'd love to see you there. We have executives, we have developers, creatives, media, Forbes, TechCrunch, all of these people coming from 18 cities. That's, it means a lot to me. Because we've never had that many people come from those different major major cities. And I think it's a sign that Chicago is this central hub people. And it means a lot to have these people coming to this. Very so, cool. Michael, thank you so much for coming and taking the time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm Scott Gattoon. You're listening to WGN Radio. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. So we talk all the time about... Um, Equity crowdfunding, we talk a lot about different uh, opportunities that companies present and companies offer to people. And there's sort of this, uh, you know, I don't want to call it just an acronym. It's a goofy acronym. It's not a very good one. Uh, but it is definitely uh, something I, I try to live by when I look for companies that I think are doing cool things. And that is, I call it ribs. Essentially, is it a relevant topic? Uh, is it something uh, that is inevitable? Is it something that is believable? Is it something that is simple? Companies that are coming to me every day, coming to you, coming to investors, talking to everybody, you got to ask yourself right off the bat, like, is this a topic that is interesting and disruptable? Is there a problem there? We just talked about this with Michael. Like, if you're trying to solve a problem, you've got to solve a problem that actually affects people, not just your own problem only. Uh, is it inevitable? Meaning, if you don't do it, is somebody else going to do it? Like, is this something that's just going to happen regardless? Snapchat, there's going to be another one. Like, that's, it's regardless. Is this something that's actually believable? Do you and your team have the means and the things that I think is required to even take this on? If so, you know, I think it's a plus and simple. Is it super complicated and too many, too many moving parts have to take place in order for this to work? Um, I guess my biggest thing is like, it's got to be simple enough that I can explain it to my grandmother because if she's not going to understand it, I'm not going to be able to market it. Right. So at the end of the day, 
we try to find companies like that. And one of them I did find, and I actually posted it on Facebook just before the show. I invested 50 bucks on an equity crowdfunding campaign and a new startup called Hire Club. Uh, Hire Club, you can find it and learn more for yourself. And maybe you find it interesting, maybe you don't. Uh, but it's on republic.co backslash Hire Club. Learn a little bit about it. They're currently equity crowdfunding. They've got 69 investors now, about 123 days left. They're on a new show called Meet the Drapers, uh, which is a very Shark Tank-like show, except that everyone in the community can actually call and invest in these companies rather than just the sharks. Although these people on here, the Drapers, are pretty famous uh, Silicon Valley powerhouse family. But at any rate, here's why. I, I just wanted to explain why I invested in it and, and why companies like this would be cool. We tried to reach out to them. Uh, to come on the show, and they were not able to actually get here in time. In fact, I was calling you while I'm talking to you right now, uh, so we weren't able to put it together, but I'm going to tell you a little about it because this is what I'm looking for. I love looking at at markets that are interesting. The jobs market is so disruptable. Uh, The amount of companies that right now are trying to change how jobs are, we work with Hired. I love Hired. Uh, It's a cool platform, but it's not for everyone. It's a platform to hire if you're a company that's hiring you know, 50 or 100 people. But what about a small business? How do I find recruits? Everyone right now who, who has been a person re- responsible for hiring will say, jobs board. Here's the thing, though. Less than 15% of hires come from a jobs board. It's one of those things you just sort of see. It's like an ad. It's just sitting there. But very rarely do you actually hire on it because, A, you either find out immediately that you have to pay some sort of money to learn more about the person, in which case I'm gone, uh, as is most of the market, apparently, as 15% are using it. Uh, The other part is I don't know these people. I don't know the culture. Culture is super important now. I don't know the fit. I don't know anything. And so what you're starting to see in a very interconnected network world is referral-based. I can tell you I personally work with this person. I actually gave three of these referrals this week alone. One person who I actually went to college with and I hadn't spoken to in a long time and she was applying for a job. And it's like, oh, I know this person. I can literally tell you that I think that she's worthy and she's a good fit for you or I don't think she's a good fit for you, but she might be a good fit for somebody else. Hire Club is very similar. We have another company here in Chicago called uh, called uh, Hunt, Hunt, uh, no, Hunt Club, called Hunt Club uh, that's kind of similar to this. Uh, but what I like about Hire, uh, Hire Club is that you all are empowered. You can make money from making referrals. If that company gets, uh, you know, does an interview, you might make a few bucks. If that company hires that person, you get some money for just referring them. And then Hire Club makes some money by taking a piece off of it. But what ended up happening is all the companies that are hiring people are getting really, really highly vetted people that someone vouched for and said, no, 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 it's not just a, a random metrics aligned situation. This is someone who flat out, I know them. You should definitely give them an interview. And then you have a chance to bring them in and the amount of money that you're not wasting for subscriptions and stuff like that is infinitely more. So I invested 50 bucks in it because I wanted to learn more about it and I thought it was interesting and, and I love this equity crowdfunding piece. I think as we start to learn more and, and the more of a history uh, investing history is created. I think a lot of you out there are going to find that if you have disposable income, that's key. This is not low risk. I'm just being, you know, forewarning you. It's not low risk to invest in seed state startup startups. In fact, when we talk about startup funds, seed funds, I usually say there's only three ways to make money. Uh, the first is you don't. Uh, so I'll leave the other two for another day. But the first is you don't. So this is definitely high risk. But if you know what you're doing, you can definitely help a company get off the ground. And if you hit one right, if you invest in 10 of them, odds are one or two of them are going to hit and you'll get, you know, f- hopefully three, four, five times the money you invested, which should cover your uh, cover the risk that you took. At any rate, I highly recommend going to check this out. It's very fun. It's I'm not going to say it's addictive, but it's kind of addictive. 
uh, just like finding companies, learning about them, and investing a small amount of money, which is pretty sweet. So check it out. If you go to republic.co backslash higher club, you can learn a little bit about it. And then I actually, right now, I'm scrolling down the screen right now. Uh, check out the Meet the Drapers thing. It's a new show from Sony Television. Uh, I haven't actually watched yet, so I, I probably should do that. Uh, but you should check it out. Um, at any rate, uh, you can go there. The cool part about it is, like I said, you get to do uh, investing on your own. You don't have to be accredited, which means you don't have to be super rich. You can just hook your card up and, and spend 25 50 bucks, whatever it is. It's kind of like Kickstarter, except you get equity and some of the gifts. So highly recommend it. Anyway, uh, it's been great talking to you. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I definitely recommend checking out Dare Mighty Things. You'll be able to see me talking about it. You'll be able to check out Michael and see all the what all of the, uh, all of the press is about. We are going to take a break, and we will be back with the turn. <laughs> 